Welcome to another episode of Product Thinking. I am Kyle Evans. This week, we are talking about a healthy dose of skepticism, finding the signal in the noise. If something seems too good or too bad to be true, it probably isn't true. So I was reminded of this in the past few days as I came across yet another CEO giving a cringe company-wide call. We'll need to address this at some point. Why are so many CEOs out of touch, completely cut off from reality? But that is another post and another podcast and another discussion. The video in this week's newsletter, which of course you can find at productthinking.cc, and I put the TikTok of that in the newsletter, so definitely check that out is of the CEO of a company called Clearlink. And I'm familiar with Clearlink. And this is pretty on brand for this company. Much of its leadership has always been like this. Though I've never worked with this particular CEO, but he is clearly cut from the same cloth as many of the executives always have been. The CEO was praising an employee who got rid of their family pet so they could come back to the office and then made a claim that seems too far-fetched to be true. There's a whole lot that he says in this video that's just terrible, terrible, and you'll want to check it out. But for the sake of what we're talking about here, and if you haven't seen or watched the clip, he claims that 30 people at Clearlink haven't even opened their laptops for an entire month and singles them out as remote employees, including the manager. So, My first reaction was nice, (laughs) but then a healthy dose of skepticism kicked in. Would 30 employees, including their manager, not work or not notice anybody working for an entire month? That's possible, but it feels incredibly unlikely. Even if you were fully checked out from a job and could legitimately step away for an entire month without anybody noticing, wouldn't you at least maintain? some appearance of work. If I were the CEO and was presented with this information, I would ask the team to follow up and dive deeper. Is there a problem with our activity tracking would be a question I would ask. Are we sure we accounted for machines that are actually being used and not ones that have been swapped out for newer models? What other possibilities exist to explain a highly unbelievable data point? These are all questions that we should be asking, that he should be asking, that somebody should be asking. So let's talk about calling bullshit. In our recent book review, uh, which again I link in this week's newsletter, and you can find in this podcast uh, where we recently reviewed the book Calling Bullshit, uh, Carl T. Bergstrom and Jevin D. West, uh, the authors, discuss the idea of data skepticism. So in the book, the authors discuss a study that found a correlation between people who had email addresses and those who were more likely to file insurance claims, especially in the early days of email. The insurance company saw this and highlighted it as a big risk. Anyone who has an email address is likely to file a claim. This idea of correlation and causation. At first glance, This finding seems to suggest that having an an email address makes someone more prone to having an accident or filing insurance claims, implying that causal relationship. However, the author 
uh, the authors use this example to illustrate the importance of considering all the confounding variables, understanding the difference between correlation and causation, of course, and examining the data collection process, questioning some of those assumptions. In this case, the insurance company only collected email addresses when a person filed a claim. So as a result, there was an inherent bias in the data as email addresses were only present for those who had already filed claims. And additionally, age would also be a confounding variable as older individuals are generally more likely to file insurance claims, but less likely to have email addresses while younger individuals are less likely to file claims, but more likely to have email addresses. So you have a number of these things that on the surface, when you're presented with this data, it sounds like the idea of you know, we have people with email addresses, especially again in the early days of email when you know they were looking at this and they are filing claims at a very, very statistically significant rate, whereas people without uh, apparently are not. But when you look more closely, when you question that data, you start to get to the the fact that there are a number of explanations that we're much more in the process of why that's possible. So taking all of these factors into account, the apparent correlation between having an email address and filing insurance claims disappears. And it's a good example to highlight the importance of scrutinizing the data, scrutinizing the collection process, and examining the underlying factors before you draw those conclusions. Now, if only the CEO of ClearLink would have considered some other factors. He may not have made such an extreme claim or may have done some investigation before uh, claiming, before the entire company, and ultimately before hundreds of thousands of people who go on to see uh, the video of it, that you know they have dozens of people who aren't working for over a month. So let's talk a little bit more about skepticism. A healthy dose of skepticism is usually a good idea. From our work to our personal lives, we shouldn't allow ourselves to become complacent in what we think we understand or believe. Uh, Dennis Diderot said, skepticism is the first step towards truth. If we don't apply a little skepticism to most claims, then we can fall victim to anything. You know, I recently got an email about a job where I get paid several thousand dollars each month just to send and receive shipments. It's not exactly a prince who wants to send me money from a long lost relative, but it feels pretty close. So a little or a great NPR article uh, discusses skepticism and how we should approach it. Uh, Quoting from this article, skepticism is supposed to reflect a willingness to question and doubt, a key characteristic of scientific thinking. Skepticism encourages us to look at the evidence critically and allows for the possibility that we are wrong, which is so important. Being willing to question and doubt is critical to detecting lies and falsities. But it's not enough. We also have to be able to filter the signal from the noise, and that involves calling bullshit on untruths. But we also need to be able to detect the truth and use correct data and information when we find it. So going on in this article and quoting from it, it's important to avoid the error of believing something we ought not to believe, but it's also important to avoid the error of failing to believe that which we should. If the aim is to detect signal and not merely to reject noise, 
then an educational win would require greater differentiation between warranted and unwarranted claims, not merely rejection of the unwarranted. So having the humility to question our assumptions, push back on on ideas, and be willing to change when we find new evidence is about seeking truth. And skepticism is part of that. And it's often the first step. So being skeptical of of data, being being skeptical of assumptions, of claims, being able to filter out a lot of that noise, push back on ideas, but with the idea that we need to ultimately find the truth. And so being willing to dig, not just dismiss ideas that are wrong, but ultimately we're looking for the ideas that are right. So let's apply this a little bit to some of our work and specifically into product management and other roles that you may be in that many of us are in. Being skeptical is a key part of that. So uh, I put in this week's newsletter, and again, you should check it out, the uh, You Sure About That meme, which has become one of my favorites. I use it all the time to where my family has threatened me repeatedly if I don't stop. Uh, But that typically only raises the question, you sure about that? Uh, More often for me, I absolutely love it. In one of my product roles, I would often review data on usage across our platforms, as many product managers do. I was tracking our mobile app usage since we were making significant changes and improvements. At one point, I began to see a surge in mobile usage, and I felt excited as more users were using our mobile apps over our web application since it seemed like a validation of the effort. However, as the numbers continue to rise well beyond our expectations, I began to question the data. Were we tracking mobile usage correctly? Did some event happen to cause a massive uptick? Did we bring on a new customer that may have moved our numbers? We investigated further and found the answer. At some point in the past, some of our mobile usage tracking got routed to our staging environment. So the numbers were artificially low in our production environment in what we were looking at as actual data. Someone saw this, pointed the usage back to production, and then we saw a significant growth as that data started to come back in. So I went back and combined all our usage from production and staging to get an accurate idea. And it turned out we were increasing downloads and weekly users, but at a much more realistic rate. While I would have loved to take credit for a massive uptick in our downloads and weekly users, it seemed too strange to be true. And I was skeptical and we were able to find the actual truth, which seemed much more reasonable and aligned with historic trends and expected growth, given what we were doing. So healthy skepticism is an important ingredient to work in life. It keeps us from being manipulated or from making the wrong decision. Whether that's taking a job that seems too good to be true or building a product feature simply because the CEO is passionate about it. It is the first step to truth, which should be our main goal. It's not about doubting everything, but about being humble enough to question assumptions until we can identify the truth and then being willing to adjust as we get more information. So that is this week's newsletter and podcast, a healthy dose of skepticism, finding the signal in the noise. Uh, Don't forget to, of course, go and check out the actual newsletter over at productthinking.cc. Subscribe if you haven't done so yet to either the free version or the paid version, uh, which helps support what I'm doing both with this newsletter and the podcast. 
uh, and follow us wherever you get your podcast, wherever you're listening to this right now, uh, where you can check out this episode and all the previous episodes. You can follow us on social media at product thinking. That's just one T in the middle shared between those two words uh, on Twitter and on TikTok. And the links, of course, are below in the show notes. And you can follow me as well at Kyle Larry Evans on Twitter, as long as it lasts, I suppose, and on TikTok, uh, where I am posting more regularly now. So go and follow us, check those out. And until next time, keep questioning all those assumptions, being skeptical and finding the truth. We'll talk again then.